So Rena's here. Yeah. Supposedly. Allegedly. And God knows what state. Um, yeah. Is in- what, do you, what do you mean? We're going to go to a place in the Domains of Dread. We're going to find the person we're looking for. Definitely not a hollow husk of who they were before. And then travel with them for 100 episodes and cause their death. Listen, Killian has no attachment to Rena, so I think we don't need to be here at all. <laughs> That's what my character would do, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know what Killian's going to be like. Are you going to be that edgy rogue? <laughs> I'm trying not to be, actually, but you- you'll find out more as we play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm no. My biggest fear is that Rena. We approach Rena, and she's her soul is fractured and split off due to you know godfroy's shenanigans and is just a husk of her former self irreparably damaged and then you know just to keep with the trend of domains of dread ha 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 and then <laughs> looster dies at the end of this arc because of whatever because that seems to be the trend we're going with every new domain we go into actually that's kind of true now that i think about it you know we went into dark on and then was it lenara died shit we figured we out went the formula into, it's too meta we went into to um uh, the one we were just in the bleak house yeah the bleak house slash died so who's gonna die this time we only got away interestingly enough uh with dominia and that's probably because we never went to the second floor huh i don't like this precedent (laughs) i mean to be fair dominia did its best to fuck up merlin that fucking so many death saves that wolf man like just just saying I'm still waiting to just, like, find the ghost of that wolf. It'll be fine. And set the forest on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, it's a 110-episode callback for you uh, long-term listeners. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm actually kind of chomping at the bit to see what's going to go on with this Griffin house thing. The house on Griffin Hill. That's it, yeah. Who knows what's going to go on in there? violence is going to go on in there uh, i hope so shenanigans how many floors does it have at least two i hope hell yeah uh well, i haven't quite got there yet but. okay well all right let's stop conversing and let's get there so i can find out how many rooms are going to skip let's play some D. you want to play some D? i want to play some D. let's play some D. I am curious, though, before we start, like, how Killian is uh, justifying sticking around right now. Like, is it, maybe it's as simple as, well, they saved me from getting eaten by orcs. That's pretty nice of them. Do you feel like there's a debt that needs repaying? I think Killian certainly has that feeling about himself. But moreover, I feel like his investigatory background would suggest that, hey, I'm getting information from people that are alive for once. Let's hang around the people that are alive uh, and don't immediately want to murder me. So especially given his backstory, I feel like it, it that, that stands to reason. Well, thanks for dropping that. Oh, because of my backstory. Ooh, find out more. Yeah, I know, right? You'll have to listen. Wow. Uh, but no, like realistically speaking, I think Killian is also eager for some wanderlust in some respect having spent most of his life you know with his dad with in this graveyard in darkon in general and i've heard about all of these places uh through various means so i think it's it's partly wanderlust and partly you know hey i've got actual people i can talk to and people aren't shying away from the fact that you know i grew up around dead bodies for most of my life like 
Yeah, I think there's 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 something there that we will certainly elaborate on, I'm sure. It's like backpacking in Europe. Exactly. <laughs> or 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 hanging oh, out in a God. hostel with random people that you don't know. I f- I feel like your backstories have a theme, just the we we hear the backstory and we're like, "So you're backpacking across Europe, right?" With Slash, <laughs> it's Killian now. Oh, hush. At least Killian <laughs> has a personality. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Survival is probably a big thing too. Like, yeah, Troubadour would have rather gone. Oh, this isn't where I want to be. Walked back in the mists, but soloing anything in this area, it's just smarter to hang out. And you know, if we went to my spot first, I'd probably have a little more apathy to uh, to Lustra. But uh, now I haven't had any brain development or character stuff, so uh, I'm just I get to play tiny and angsty this whole time. Hooray! <laughs> just a little bit of angst. Just a little angst. No, I'm the main character here. <laughs> no, go for it. I'm the guy. <laughs> Maybe we'll end up in the Shadowlands. Just a quick little booty call for Lustra. That's it. Yep, yep. Yeah. In and out. Two episode dungeon crawl. <laughs> <laughs> No big deal. Yeah. Last time we went to Just a House was 40 episodes or so. <laughs> we also went to Just a Mine, and that was another 30 episodes. Like, Hey, we went back for one. We can be efficient <laughs> if it's just one room full of people we already know. If there's a cube on a cool thing, I'm never leaving. <laughs> yeah, also fair. All right, let's play some D&D. Let's Hell get yeah. to it. Let's get to it then. Last time, we had ourselves a little bit of a a lore dump episode. You folks learned all kinds of new information, new names. You arrived in Mordentshire, and just across the street from Van Richten's herbalist shop, you encountered a mage, sorcerer, wizard, who knows what class he is, but he was very clearly a talented magic user. He called himself Firon Zalhonen. And called his pet raven Skeever. He. And he showed a lot of interest in hiring you folks to escort him to the Nevichar Springs. His purpose in going there is to talk to an elf named Cardina Artazes, the elder elf in the Nevichar Springs. An elf that he claims has been reborn three times and has thousands of years worth of memories at her disposal. He also mentioned hearing rumors that Cardina had recently had a vision of an apocalyptic future, and he is very interested in going to talk to this elf in the Nevichar Springs. But after meeting this Firon, everyone went inside Van Richten's shop. Unfortunately, Lustra didn't get his booty call yet. <laughs> Instead, we met Lori and Jennifer Weathermay Foxgrove, and we were reunited with Amelia Wigglebrick. Mm. And together, they told you folks about the Dark Lord of this domain, the ghost of Lord Wilfred Godfroy, a ghost who has the power to rule over all the other ghosts in this domain. And due to an accident with an apparatus gone bad many years ago, This domain has a whole lot of ghosts. Everyone who dies in Mordent becomes a ghost under the control of Lord Godfroy. 
And unfortunately, according to the Weathermay Foxgrove twins, this Lord Wilfred Godfroy has Rena. And that's about where we left off. So what now? I think all eyes turn to Lustra. I was going to say, we just head back into the mists, right? Try to get to Nevachar <laughs> Springs? No? No? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We, we we go and find this Godfroy person where Rena is probably, and we got to go and save her. Come on. Tess is like, all right. have, have you ever watched the like really old Super Mario movie? Um, with like the, the tiny shrunken head yeah. dinosaur yes. Goombas. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm familiar. Um, In theaters, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Like at the very end, it's like, I remember very little about the movie, but the, at the very end, like Daisy shows up through a portal with a giant ray gun or something. It was like, we've got to go back. And Luigi is all like, all right, I need to convince you to go. And Mario's just like already like suited up and out the door. And he's like, what are you, are you not, are you not, I thought we're going to go. Tess is sort of like channeling that energy. She's like already like holstered the bone saw, shouldered her pack, and she's just like standing by the eyes with like eyebrows raised. So, I mean, she like looks to Lustra. You know what's going to happen next, right? I'm glad we're on the same page. We need to go save Reno. That said, though, what happens at night? Orcs were scared of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Lustro looked the twins. We overheard some orcs and they were terrified of the night around here. Do you guys know what happens at night around here? Everyone in the room kind of nods. You see Amelia gets, uh, starts sweating a little bit, gets kind of nervous. And it's, uh, Jennifer Weathermay Foxgrove said, yes, the, at night, the spirits, uh, much more likely to show up. Okay, cursed nightfall. Jeez, it's like we've already... <laughs> and Tess is just like a little... So they're like, okay, well, business as usual in the mists, I guess. <laughs> Nighttime is awful. What a surprise. Lots of experience with that. Uh, what's the season here? Is it going to be a similar like 7 to 7 kind of time? or It's uh, like mid to late fall. Oh, uh, yeah. So, around that, uh, oh, maybe even more nighttime. Yeah, you guys arrived here in Mordenshire uh, pretty close to when the sun was going to set, if I remember right. So, yeah, maybe uh, maybe it's a tomorrow. Get a good rest. Uh, make sure everything's acquainted. You know, we're ready. Check out, see if they have any cool potions. Otherwise, they're, you know, this business... Needs to step up its game. And uh, then we storm the house on the hill. I certainly agree with you there, Troubadour. The Weathermay Foxgrove twins, uh, kind of with an apologetic look towards Lustra, say we did have the chance to meet Rena. She was very, very kind. We did everything we could to try to protect her, but... Godfroy, like many of the Dark Lords, all of them probably, is is obsessed with escape. Once, once he heard there was someone here that had been to the Material Plane, that came from the Material Plane, they kind of shrug. So, just to make sure I have my facts straight, 
Did Arena ever make it to the shop here? You can see they start kind of like maybe tugging at their collars a little bit. You see they're <laughs> starting to to not know quite what, what to say. They say, yes, yes, your, your father brought her here some time ago. Wait. And I look over to Amelia. Hold on. So Rena came here with my dad and... He left, and then I'm assuming found you, and then trying to bring you back got lost in the mists. So then Rena, while here, got taken away, or did she go out gallivanting around? I mean, I know she kind of can be a bit of a spirited, we'll say, and can walk around. She doesn't like to be cooped up too much, but how... Okay, just... Rena, just focus on Rena. Rena got here, thanks to my dad, and then then what? Like, what got her? Did Godfroy or one of the spirits take her away? Is that what happened? Lemon assured us she was safe. It's our mother. I'm sorry. It's well, really, it's our father. He died a few months back. Like we mentioned, dying here is. Not like other places. Our father is under Lord Godfroy's control now, and we've tried to convince my mother to stop, but she's been selling him secrets, giving him information, doing everything she can to try to convince him to release the soul of our father. Lustra is starting to, you know... Grimace. So, you and he takes a step back. You mean to tell me, if I'm understanding correctly, that your mother sold secret? Am I to believe that Rena was sold in exchange for the attempt to get your father back? Was she sold or just kidnapped? Or kidnapped, or they allowed her capture for it. Once Rena realized what was going on and the predicament that we were in, she went willingly. Oh, I'm insight checking that. <laughs> I want to see if, if they're lying about that. I don't believe that for a moment. Uh, that is a dirty 20. They seem sincere, then kind of shrug and say he would have gotten her anyway. Or my mother thought perhaps that we could release my father's soul in the process. He's a dark lord. And she's from the material plane. Yeah, and so are we. Doesn't mean we're not going to kick his ass. Where's your mother now? Her home is two blocks from here. Killian in the corner is sort of stroking his chin quizzically, uh, listening to all this with, with deep interest. He'll approach them and say, right, so ghosts here work differently than everywhere else. And frankly, I'm somewhat familiar with ghosts. Um, Forgive the strange question, but does the name Raymond Astorius mean anything to you? Uh, both shake their heads no. 
Hmm. Right. Um, well, listen. Listen, Lustra. Even if... I presume your dad's gone, yeah? Lustra nods. You already know, I think, that just because he's not here physically doesn't mean he's not here, yeah? If this place... If this place has a stranger hold on the ghostly types, among others, we might find a little bit more information about what exactly happened to him, and moreover, what happened to your Rena. In that same way, I'm trying to figure out what happened to me dad, the uh, the, the titular Raymond Astorius. Lustra's kind of pacing back and forth, notably frustrated. You... He kind of like furrows his brow and puts his head against his hands against his forehead, rubbing it. You're doing the best that you can. I could see Reno wanting to help. And do you know where she may have been taken to? I'm assuming it's the house on Griffin Hill that you were saying. They nod. Yes, the house on Griffin Hill. It's just a bit over an hour's walk to the northeast of town and how long ago did this happen no more than a week ago i we're sorry lustra it's one of them starts to cry and you can see they feel a lot of shame and embarrassment they can like you're carrying van richten's sword and glasses and you can see they kind of feel like maybe They've let Van Richten's spirit down. They say, we tried to argue with her, but it's our mother. She's she's the one that can't be talked any sense to. He he has control over our father's spirit. With the right amount of convincing, maybe he'll let go, let my father rest. At least that's what my mother thinks. We tried, Lustra. We tried to stop her. We offered to fight. Lustra kind of pacing back and forth a bit more angrily. The, the, the fucking prices are too high for these trades. These trades shouldn't have to fucking begin with. Why the hell would Reno would know better than anyone? Why the fuck would you do? Oh, he kicks over a chair. Let's let's just go talk to their mother and get more information on this. Like <sighs> he gets to the doorway and turns around, relaxes his shoulders, takes a deep breath. Thank you for doing what you can. You've tried your best. And you're dealing with things that are frankly out of your power. And I can't expect you to, you know, go up against those with your lives. It's it's not fair. None of this is fair. But, mm, let's go and talk to the mother. And he storms out and slams the door behind him. Troubadour resets the chair as soon as he storms out. <sighs> Tess sort of deflates a little bit and uh, looks down to Troubadour and says, Do you have any memories about laying siege to a building? Any gut feelings? Gut feelings? Um, nope. But, well, gut feelings? I know... You want to drink the dragon blood? We get it. You want the dragon I, blood? I want the dragon blood. No, I know you're a certified badass, and uh, 
I think it'll be fine. We just fought another house, so what's this thing gonna do? Yeah. You know what? We can't change what happened in the past, but we can definitely kick some ass in the future. Anyway, let's make sure Lustra doesn't um, panic puke all over that lady. You coming, Killian? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I suppose. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed that uh, ghosts work differently here, but uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Let's go, let's go. Maybe if he snaps and stabs her, you can see how they start. <laughs> you can see Killian's shoulders sort of stiffen up as he says that, and he's like, sure, sure, we can, we can see that. To this girl's, these girl's mom's house. All right. Alice Weathermay is the name. Father's name is Daniel Foxgrove. Daniel Foxgrove. And you all exit Van Richten's shop and leave the twins and Amelia behind for now. Oh, God, they're going to (laughs) die. See, the whole room's shoulders kind of slumped at this situation. The room definitely had a feel of like, ah, can't we catch a break? <laughs> Correct. We are that break. It's a tough situation that everyone's in, but you guys all stick together and head to the house of Alice Weathermay. On your way there as you exit, Ferran Zalhonen still kind of curiously watching from across the street. I'll wave. Yeah, just give him a nod. Also, you showed us uh, character art between sessions. He cute, though. Ferran? Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. I did show you character art. How would you describe this character art, Colin? Uh, well, I think Miles said it best. Uh, suspiciously androgynous. <laughs> but I am very okay with that. <laughs> oh my lord. Very pretty man. Or a very handsome woman and a very cute bird. Um, but yeah, just think, uh, think the Castlevania, um, freaking the main characters from Castlevania, just very, very conventionally attractive anime person and, uh, like long black hair, long dark trench coat, uh, very high cheekbones. Um, Much and thinner build, though, like less Trevor, Trevor Belmont and more Sypha. <laughs> and yeah. nice, nice tall boots. Yeah. If Trevor <laughs> Belmont and Alucard had a baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, very. Very attractive wizard. I, I mean, I'm assuming he's a sorcerer or a warlock. That's got to be charisma-based caster right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if this isn't a warlock, you know, packed to the chain or whatever with a raven familiar, like, come on, man. You know what? I think that uh, after we siege this house, we should get to know him a lot better. <laughs> um, but right now, we should get to know the twins' mom a lot better. I was going to say, is this, is this Tessa's type or is this Colin's type? Hi, yes. Um, <laughs> edit that out. Uh, <laughs> so to Alice Weathermay's house. That was a pretty good description, though. <laughs> Although I feel like you could have kept talking there for a long time, Colin. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you have any more <laughs> art just for posterity? <laughs> no? I, he needs to do more research. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they have very lickable abs. <laughs> See, Adam gets it. <laughs> the house, a few blocks down, two-story home, very nice home. It's one of the nicer ones in the area. You can see some lush-looking flowers and big old clay flower pots on each side of the carved stone staircase that leads up to the front door. Are we knocking? Were you kicking? <laughs> Ooh, I mean... I know what I want to do. All a matter of if Looster had enough of a head start that we couldn't catch up. <laughs> oh, no. Looster isn't going to barge in, but he is going to knock like, you know, kind of like how I knock in real life. And it sounds like a cannon's hitting your front door. Very. This is the IRS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thump, thump, thump. FBI, open up. <laughs> so I'm just going to be like, thump, thump, thump. Miss Traveler business. <laughs> You can see Killian sort of pinching the bridge of his nose. Right, if we're going to be questioning someone, that wasn't the way to do that, but... I get it, it's your last. Do what you gotta do. No, 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 I've heard of this. Good cop, dragon cop. (laughs) A few moments after pounding on the door, you can hear numerous latches being undone and chains being moved aside. A door slowly creaks open to reveal... A short-statured woman in her late 60s, early 70s. And she looks at Lustra with a questioning look. At this hour of night, who are you? Lustra takes a step back just to tone down the threateningness that he wants to give. (laughs) Hi, I'm Lustra. It's to my understanding... You know of uh, someone very important to me, Rena. I'm looking to see where her whereabouts are, and it's to my understanding you may have some knowledge about her. And I would like to have a conversation about it. Very diplomatic, Tess murmurs to uh, to Troubadour. She's not going to say that aggressively. <laughs> I'm white-knuckling the cane. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can see Killian sort of doing a slow golf clap, seeing his restraint. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a, uh, a persuasion check with advantage, since you bring attention to the cane. Okay. That's a ten. We killed Van Richten, we can kill you too. <laughs> 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 she says... It's dark outside, and I'm I'm hardly dressed. I, what do you want to know? Where did you get that sword? It looks awfully familiar. Uh, Tess uh, sort of glances to Lustra for, like, almost for permission to speak. Lustra nods. Uh, we want to talk about a trade that happened in regards to your husband's spirit. Can we come in? You go ahead and make a uh, one more persuasion check with advantage as well. Oh boy, I'm so good at these. Thank God for advantage. That is a natural one and an 18. Ooh. She says, fine, then fine. Come, come in, come in. I just put some tea on. 
Would anyone like any? And she kind uh, of escorts you into her home past the uh, little entrance hall and to a room that's on the right, like a little little study area, a couple very nice sofas, lamps on end tables, drapes are looking pretty posh. Ooh. She's clearly a, a well-off lady. Nice. Would any of you like some tea? Why did you say it like that, Justin? <laughs> Troubadour politely Absolutely. declines. L- yeah, Lustra also declines. Killian nods and says, yes, I would love some tea. Thank you so much. Uh, Killian Astorius, and he holds out a hand. She shakes your hand. Her grip is a lot firmer than you were expecting for a 70-year-old lady. She pours tea for those of you who want it and takes a seat in a very well-worn, high-backed chair and just kind of lets out a sigh as she's stirring the the sugar into her tea. And she says, what exactly do you want to know? I, I sold secrets to Godfroy. I'm sure that's what my daughters have already told you. You're holding Van Richten's items. I assume you verily stopped in at the shop. Yes, we did meet Jennifer and Lori. And I'm just going to be frank with you. Look, a lot of us here, actually, well, oh, half of us here, Damn. come from the material plane. I literally came here chasing Rena. She's very important to me. And it's my understanding she is in Godfroy's possession, possibly. And I'm just wondering if you can tell me anything about what she was doing while she was here. Just, I need some kind of comfort, something. And I feel like you may know something. Like, what was the context of her going to Godfrey? Was it of her own will or... Did you have something to do with it? What was what was that transaction like? As far as I know, during her time at the shop, she crafted boots for some of the local children. Aww. Very kind-hearted lady. Before we go any further, though, Lustra, I, I would warn you, here inside my house... Uh, the only spirit I could imagine would be my late husband, Daniel. And I'm sure that he is in the house on Griffin Hill, but in the streets and other homes all throughout Mordant, they are listening. Everyone who's ever lived and died here listens. Lustra kind of nodding. Okay. You can see Killian sort of, you know, shift uncomfortably for a second. No, I don't think you fully understand. They're always listening. Okay, cool. Then that <laughs> means that we can get to them quicker. We can get to her quicker, because now they're going to be looking for us. I understand what I just said. I've only got one thing in mind. I just want to, I just need some kind of solace in what she was doing here, because all I know is that she was here, and I don't know what she did. I don't know if she was doing well. I'm just concerned about her. I know she's probably not in a good spot now, but 
anything is better than what I have now, which is nothing. I told him that she was different to not harm her. I did tell him that if your Rena comes to any harm, then my deal with Godfroy is no more. I, I am very, very sorry, Lustra. But we are working against a dark lord of a domain of dread. What is the other alternative to? To attack him, destroy him, he will only be back. We have tried that many times. Even been successful. More than once. But always they come back. Sometimes it takes hours, sometimes days, sometimes a week. But Godfroy will be back. Gives us enough time to leave. Anybody else who wants to come with us can come with us. But you, you must try to understand my position. I am left with no other choice but to try to find a fair trade for my husband's soul. None of this is worth trading at all. It's too valuable, but... And, but if I'm to understand you correctly, glaring at her, Rena went of her own accord. She did. I admit, I may have had a part in letting Godfroy know she was here, but had I not sold the secret, someone else would have. Luther mutters something under his breath in Indraconic, and he's like, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) and just walks away. (laughs) Yes, I am grateful to you for the information. As Lucer walks away, this Alice Weathermay says to the rest of you, I have seen this happen before. If you attack with only violence in mind, it will not end well. He will not let her live. If you want her back, if I want my husband's soul put to rest, if any of you ever want to leave Mordent, Your best bet is to convince him. You can see Killian sort of, you know, harden in expression, and he looks to Alice. I'm no stranger to putting people to rest, although this place is very obviously different. This Godfroy has a certain dominion and tyrannical rule over this area. Right down to the spiritual and the ethereal. It's definitely not something I've ever encountered before. Is Godfrey even a man to be reasoned with? What kind of leverage would we need? Uh, Surely somebody who clearly already has everything can not be reasoned with. He is no man. He is the spirit of a murderer. But all of you are clearly well experienced. You have traveled the mists. My suggestion would be to give him the one thing he wants, the one thing he cannot have, a hope at escape. Lie to him. Convince him. But if 
Your goal is destruction. You will only come back angrier, and then you will never have what you want. You've lived in Mordenshire your whole life? She nods. Well, living a lifetime in a place would give you a certain perspective on it. And as much as I really, really wish you hadn't sold my good friend Lustra's... What was she to you? Like your girlfriend? Like your, yeah. your his Rina? <laughs> Lover, <much>. partner? <laughs> yeah. I did not sell her. It was, she was not mine to sell. I told him she was here. He would have found out. Of course he would have. As much as I wish that didn't happen, it did. And actually, insight check, does she seem like legitimately a little bit bad feeling about it? Like, yeah, go actually, for it. Cool. Uh, 16. Uh, yeah, you can tell that she does feel bad about it, uh, and that she does believe that there was no other choice. And, like, you know, in her mind, she's thinking, like, well, at least this way, maybe some good came out of this. Yeah. But it's like selling something to someone instead of getting it stolen by the same Exactly. They were on their way to steal it anyway. So she tried to get something good out of it. At the same time, you can't help but wonder if she would have let that happen if, you know, her husband's soul wasn't at stake. Yeah. Uh, I can understand when the soul of someone you cherish is at risk, especially that in a place like this where there's a good chance that they will remain a slave for eternity. I can understand reaching for any chance possible, but you have to understand that at least I believe Lustra and all of us are willing to reach for any chance as well. You truly think the only the only thing we can do is broker a deal with this child murderer? <laughs> Mass murderer? How many kinds of murderers is this man exactly, anyway? Or this ghost? She shrugs. I suppose you could gamble with violence. Destroy him, and the borders of the domain will remain open. You may have hours, you may have days. She kind of laughs a little bit, and, uh, says, give me just one moment. And he gets up, uh, heads upstairs, comes back a few moments later with uh, like a long rectangular wooden box and kind of chuckles a little bit. Says, maybe you're right. Maybe there is no bartering with him. Maybe there is no convincing him to just... Let everyone go. Maybe he does deserve to be killed, destroyed once again. And she opens the box, and inside is a very, very finely crafted longbow. Tess's elven eyes, like, immediately recognize, like, the elven 
the elven craftsmanship, clearly made by elves, kind of gives off a bit of a glow when the box open. Daniel was an avid hunter. I can see. If his soul truly is damned and you plan on destroying Godfroy and she kind of hands you the bow, maybe this could get the killing blow. Maybe your friend out there will forgive me, or at least somewhat. Gives you a very fancy, I mean, she like explains the, <laughs> explains it to you. It was made by elves and it totally is a plus one long bow that was owned by Daniel Foxgrove. Ooh, fancy. Sounds like a plus one bow that is now used by Lustra. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, she kind of tells you that, you know, she's always approached Godfrey with words because he always comes back. So for her, it's always been, you know, to, to try to use diplomacy as well as she can. But she's also saying, Hey, if you choose violence, like use my husband's bow and get a little bit of revenge for him in the process. Yeah. Um. But either way, you have the support of the Weathermay family, an apology, and maybe a bit more of an explanation. Have you ever been able to convince him of anything, or is it just attempts? Like, I know our success rate is small either way, but is there one? <laughs> she says, truly, I don't even know. Almost every trade I have ever made, it's for the release of a soul. I know he uses them, torments them, till they are destroyed by something else, or he chooses to let them go, which I can't imagine he chooses to do very often. So I barter, I hope. When a young child dies, I give him a name, give him a little secret in hopes that he'll let them go. Has he ever done it? She shrugs. Killian's face hardens again. The investigator would like to know if there is any meaningful difference for this tyrant in this plane. Is there any kind of information that would sate his his inoxorable desire to to escape? Clearly, he does this out of any kind of means to entertain himself, perhaps, among others. If escape is impossible, what does one do? If not, find pleasure in torturing, distraughting people. If he is looking to torture someone, surely there is a trade that can be made for torture. As morbid as that might be. Again, like I mentioned, I think your best bet, if it's diplomacy, is to convince him you've figured out a way to escape. Rumors have it that such a thing may be possible. My daughters seem convinced that it may be the cause of the fractioning I've heard of in Darkon. You've traveled the mists, all of you. You've traveled with Van Richten, it seems. Use the information you've acquired and... Make up the rest. Well, we'll have to get our story straight then. Hmm? Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to look out, like, I'm going to, like, peer through the blinds. How dark is it outside? <laughs> it's dark. Fuck. <laughs> it is dark out. Killian will ask, so if we were to go anywhere to bed down for this evening, I don't suppose you would be willing to accommodate the four of us? Yes, you're more than welcome to stay here or at Van Richten's shop, as I only have the one spare bedroom. The twins stayed in one while they grew up. Bunk beds. Aww. At least we get top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you can see Killian again sort of, you know, furrow his eyebrows. You said that the walls listen, that the spirits are still very much um, uh, in tune with what we are explaining. To that end, is there any safe place in Mordant by the Sea? She shakes her head no. So he'll just simply see us coming whatever way we we go. So I suppose it doesn't matter if we stay here or if we go to the apothecary. I heard a story once of a wizard, uh, someone who was passing through, someone with the ability to see into the ethereal. They were curious and took a glance into the ethereal while having a few drinks at the tavern. Oh, no. Said it was standing room only. <laughs> so, yeah, she explains to you that, yeah, if you were to look into the ethereal in the right place, in the right room, like, it, it's going to be packed. Everyone who has ever died in Mordent is somewhere in Mordent. Jeez. And that means some rooms are very, very packed. Tavern's a popular one. So, I mean, there's only so much planning you can do. I feel like if we want to get our story straight, then the ghosts would already know what we were planning to say. So we either have to talk about it as though we're discussing what truths we're going to tell him or just wing it when we get there if we decide to go that route. I think it's a suggestion that at the end of the day, diplomacy is almost all but fruitless because... Any lie we tell would be immediately found out, and any perceived kind of, you know, improv would be subject to what happens with improv. Does everybody yes and? You yes. know what I mean? And we would continue. <laughs> we can try diplomacy. There's always the other option. Usually so, if you... Yeah. And so if we, if we fuck up, it's going to be the violent one anyway. Right, but what does he want? Like, we cannot uh, offer escape. Let's, let's go ask him. I mean, honestly. Have a can... little nap. He seems amenable to meeting people. Oh, shit, he doesn't know. Neither do I. What are you about to reference? Hey, Lustra. Comes in from the other room, yes. Uh, she, like, pulls him close. How much do we want to talk in... She, like, looks at the walls in here about the, uh, our say of Ascension-ay. Shit. My pig Latin's really bad. Oh. <clears throat> that's, that's, yeah, that's a tricky one. No, I mean, we, she, she'll actually, like, frown to herself. But that's the thing. We do know about escape from this place. 
Mm-hmm. Both for us and for Dark Lords. Uh, <laughs> she'll like awkwardly look over to, to Troubadour and to Killian. You know what? Um, she has like secrets are a premium, apparently. He can't know everything, not all at once. Uh, he seems to only control the ghosts here, not throughout the mists. Yeah. Right, I've experienced ghosts from Darkhold that clearly are uh, not here. So evidently there's information that he's not privy to. Okay, um, I guess uh, above the table. Uh, if Lustra and I give like a full-on explanation about the Hour of Ascension... And the, like, the possibilities of Aslan Rex, like, blasting out of the the mists for real this time. Um, Every lie has, every good lie has a grain of truth in it. If we can think about, if we can, like, figure out how to spin that in the sense of we have the information, like, it is in his best interests to like to basically employ us to steal those secrets because we're the best investigators he has. Ooh. That might be something. Oh, I said it. I said the thing that mm. <laughs> that Killian likes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that might be an angle that we could use. What are are we going to be like payment up front? One Rena, please. Honestly, I mean, it could be a thing though. Like Colin makes an excellent point. Like we're coming out of the mists, and from Godfrey's perspective, like, we're an unknown variable. We haven't been here long enough to make any meaningful, you know, you know, divulgence of what we are actually here for, aside from Rena. So, he doesn't know what we're capable of. Like, this would be a great opportunity to, again, make a trade uh, for Rena and ultimately, you know, bamboozle the guy. And what's if he's trading these things all the time? What's it say? He's not going to be like, all right, cool. You bring me back the layout. She's all yours. If anything, it might keep her alive and hopefully unharmed. We're not ghosts. We don't have that guarantee. So we I can mean, all, as a way of 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 incentivizing us. I don't know. Like like there's there's a few ways it could go in my experience. Or sorry, I shouldn't say in my experience. What I mean to say is there's a few ways it could go. Um. Uh, regardless of of payment up front or not you know it, it for godfroy well no i see your point now yeah well there's that old adage hope for the best plan for the worst at the very least we can hope for the not absolute worst and plan for the worst mm-hmm. um and like again plan for the worst it's way easier to punch someone in the face when they're across a diplomacy table than up uh, up in a tower. Yeah. So, like, I feel like if we if the dice gods are with us, we could pull a bamboozle, and if we spin it right, we could get Rena as collateral. And if not, we're in the same situation we are right now, which is no worse than we are right. Oh now. yeah. Be- but so, <laughs> I don't trust our, our diplomacy and dice. Well, <laughs> well, listen, at the end of the day, I think it's important for us to know that we know what Godfrey wants, which is escape. But that's not everything. Like, he's clearly had to entertain himself somehow 
for all these years. So there must be something else other than escape that is meaningful to him that we can utilize. That's fair. It's just a matter of finding it, which admittedly is an unknown variable for us, but doesn't mean we can't figure it out. I think the only way to go about it is to actually just have the talk with them. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm trying to All right, discern. So, let, so to move things forward, we're going to go talk to him, try diplomacy, and if it doesn't work, we just come to blows. Well, if diplomacy doesn't work, it comes to what do you want us to do to get the information we need, and if that isn't tenable, then yes, come to blows. Okay, so we will stay the night and then go up to the house and try diplomacy first and go from there. Hey, so the plan Good is... Idea. Ask for Rena. If he says no, we say please. Yeah. No, no. no. If, if then he says no, <laughs> well, no. I mean, kind of, but it's more like we ask for Rena. We won't know I, until we, we see yeah. what it is. We're saying we the, the same plan. thing. Yeah, we're we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I was afraid of talking. She said they ha- they're listening everywhere. Um, she did also say something about only her husband in this house. Yeah. Uh, Tess is gonna like break from the little group huddle we wound up having and like look over to um uh, Miss Foxgrove. Weather may. Sorry. Is your house safe from spirits? Would do you know if could we? Do you know if any can get in here? She says I. I can't imagine who would want to haunt this house aside from my husband and confident he's not here is what I have no way of knowing for sure I've told him plenty of times though that if he wants my secrets he won't have them if he's got my house full of spies it's kind of her understanding that you know some parts of Mordent are a little bit more filled with ghosts than others it's not standing room only in every single house and fair She's assuming that due to the kind of agreement that they have that her house is unwatched. Okay. Well, I can confirm. So we'll bed down here then. Assuming that once I confirm whether or not they're spies. So I'm going to do that now. And my eyes will flash a white and I will cast etherealness through my class feature that lasts for six seconds just to look around to see if there's any ghosts hanging around. Start throwing elbows just in case. (laughs) Start moshing. (laughs) As soon as you enter, the world changes dramatically. Your ears are just filled with noise, like a hustling, bustling city kind of noise. city. Here in the room that you're in... Sure enough, there's no one, but like you look outside through the windows and there's just like hundreds of ghosts walking around in the streets. There's ghost horses like pulling invisible carriages. There's ghost dogs on leashes. There's an entire world of ghosts outside. It's loud. It's like Port Nyanzaru back in Schult. It is unbelievably busy in the streets and then poof you're back to reality that's so cool 
So goes gravity. But. <laughs> so basically, like I, I, I disappear out from like the dining room we're in, and you see me reappear back in the living room, looking out the window. The house is safe, but oh, there's so many ghosts out there. <laughs> it, 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 it's a huge. This place has such a huge population. We just can't see them. But, and he looks over to Alice. I didn't see anything in here, though. But out there, all it takes is a snap of his fingers and everything. The horses, the hounds. Horses and hounds and people, oh my, all throughout the road. (laughs) (laughs) But with a snap of his fingers, the Dark Lord here can control any or all of those people. That's dope as hell. I wish he wasn't such a shitty person. (laughs) So I think we're okay to talk a bit more freely in here. Keep it down, obviously, but there's nothing in here that at least I saw in my brief time. Mm. The one Colin is paranoid about our secrets being sold. If, if she's still here, but you know what? Mm Um, so thank you for having us, um, for letting us stay here, uh, if that is still on the table. Of course. Well, um, I, it's weird to say in, when we're guests in your home, would we be able to have some time to plan our next moves in private? She nods and, uh, explains that honestly... You would probably be more comfortable down here in the study area where there's a few sofas as opposed to just an old uh, children-sized bunk bed in the spare room upstairs. Valid. Uh, she says, yes, yes, of course, I, I'll, I'll retire with my tea. If you need anything, I'm just right upstairs. And with that, yeah, she'll retire, give you guys your privacy. Uh, before As, she goes, Lustra is just going to say, sorry for, sorry. And he kind of looks, kind of rolls away and just, just, yeah. If uh, there's some way in all of this to, for your husband's soul, I'll do my best. Thank you. Lustra pats Troubadour on the shoulder. Thanks for saying what I couldn't. Thumbs up, big guy. I will certainly keep an ear out for your husband. I've got a penchant for this kind of thing. Ghosts or husbands? Yes. Yes? (laughs) Ghost husbands. All right. And once, like, Tess will, like, wait a couple of minutes to make sure that she's retired, and then we'll look to Troubadour and say, um... You never got the chance to meet her, but uh, she'll look down to the bag of holding at his side and say, Linara was very, very studious at keeping notes. There's a lot of information there that I think that Lustra and I ought to share with the two of you. Uh, and if it's cool with everyone, I want to spend the next while just filling... Killian and Troubadour in on all of the Hour of Ascension 
bullshit that we've had to go through for the past forever. Yeah. Even just, you know, backstory in general, I think is, is important here because Killian is also extraordinarily new. So that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Sit around and kind of catch everybody up over a pot of tea. And at some point, you find yourselves having to roll over the bag, man. Oh, man, the bag, man. There it is. Uh, Who's got the bag right now? Oh, man, it's got to be either Troubadour or Tess, because there's no way you would have trusted Killian, and there's no way Lustra would have taken it. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, that's also fair. I just assumed it was Troubadour because he is very big. I don't give a shit energy. Yeah, that's okay. It's like, I don't even think the bagman has come up in conversation with Troubadour. He doesn't care. Push comes to self. He drags me into the bag. I don't need to breathe. <laughs> All right. 39. <gasps> Everything seems fine. Until... Damn, no, one day. <laughs> everything does seem fine. I am curious, though. Maybe we should... Let's go above the table for a minute. And I think it is a good point in time. You know, like, while your characters catch each other up, let's maybe catch each other up. Like, what do you guys... What do you guys know of the Hour of Ascension? What What is in that notebook? Hour of Ascension. I think, really, that's just... Uh, Aslan Rex's fancy title for I'm gonna try and get out of this place again. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's probably the one who's had the most probable successful attempts. Yeah, because there was the conjunction, which was when it all broke apart. And Grand then, conjunction, and yeah. then came back. He's had yeah. There's been other attempts. There was one point where he actually pulled it off and got out for a little while, and that's when everything fell apart, and then it. All got pulled back in, and there were twice as many <laughs> domains of dread. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, it strikes me that the Hour of Ascension is the equivalent of reaching, you know, midnight on the third day of Majora's Mask. You know, that's when the moon falls, um, and everything changes. So, or at least that's how I'm treating it. Uh, in this respect, it's about Aslan Rex's, like, sort of, like, nexus point for escaping here permanently. We know supposedly he's gone from Darkon, and that's why that's breaking apart. Potentially, Potent- yeah, allegedly. That one, <laughs> allegedly. that one's definitely more of like a potential, a more of a theory. Doctor Van Richten definitely assumed that the fractioning of Darkon was very, very much related to the Hour Ascension. It has something to do with it. Does it mean he's gone? Does it mean he's pulled it off? Does it mean it's it's currently happening? Who knows? But it might be sort of like setting up the groundwork for like his big escape and he might just have to be like laying low or like in a super secret underground lair where he needs to be using all of his dark energies or whatever to be pulling all of this off to use full metal alchemist terms we've drawn the alchemy circle we just haven't done the 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 clap yet so ash is dead get over it listen okay (laughs) i can i can still believe also isn't the point of the clap that they don't need the circles anymore i mean yes but like that doesn't make sense so what are your notes david yeah i'm 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 circling back to uh 
the conversation that you know Van Richten gave us when we were when we got to the horse at the Bleak House because then that conversation happened. I think that gave us insight. I'm just trying to find the episode. Uh, yeah. So while he's looking for that, I think it's important for us to you know question the implications of the Hour of Ascension for not just us but also for like what it means to be shadowborn because the shadowborn were important and instrumental to the hour of ascension and what it means to have some sort of key in that hour of ascension you know what i mean because there was more ways to quote unquote ascend aside from being shadowborn so what does that mean for us like cuz the ascension in my mind is you know, almost like supreme power over being able to leave the mists for all intents and purposes. Yeah, but I guess trying to figure out what we know, like what information we have been given, we can make, we can, we've made assumptions, we can make assumptions, but like what specifically do we know about the Hour of Ascension? It's pretty vague too, because this hour has been lasting at least a week, um, if not a lot more. And then what style of ascension, too? Is he ascending, like, the way you ascend stairs? He's trying to leave, like it's a basement. Maybe he's trying to ascend to godhood. Maybe he's trying to become one of these dark powers himself. And then if he gets that level of power, he can easily sneak through the mists. Like, I mean, like, what is if he? you become the, the complete ruler of the mists, like, if you own a house, you can leave the house. Like if you if you have all the keys to all the doors, doesn't matter if someone locked them. You can just open the door and leave. Prisoner becomes warden. Yeah. Um, but if we were to and define, the shadowborn were prophesied to stop or work against the hour of ascension. Yeah. The yeah, what you know there is the prophecies talk of this hour of ascension, this time when a dark Lord would finally figure out how to truly escape from the domains of dread. And the prophecies also mentioned that during the hours of Ascension, an ancient bloodline would rise with the power to stop it. Right. Those I think were the exact words that I think it was, I'm sure it was probably Van Richten told you somewhere along the way throughout all these episodes, uh, that yeah, during the hour of ascension, an ancient bloodline will rise with the power to stop it. Right, not necessarily shadowborn. That's just what the assumption mm-hmm. has always been. By yeah, those who know of the prophecy, Aslan Rex and his cronies have always kind of assumed that's probably talking about the shadowborn, one of the most ancient bloodlines in the domains. Let's go kill all the shadowborn. For shits and giggles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very King Herod of him. Um, so to that end, then, again, speaking above the table, there is obviously a way to stop the Hour of Ascension. The real question becomes, what is unique about the Shadowborn and other quote-unquote ancient bloodlines that lets them stop it? Who knows? They, it's a prophecy. They have the power to go to the Neverchar Springs and talk to the goddamn elf lady. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Holy shit. Yeah, who knows? No, it's in Valachan. The ancient bloodline's in Valachan. It's been in Valachan the whole time. 
And out of Valachan, out of a flower that's extraordinarily poisonous, all you see is, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing? <laughs> to, uh, I see you still going through your notes, David. I know it's in there. I'll remind you. Yeah, the I big have a lot point, of notes. The big point to take out of the conversation that you essentially watched Van Richten rehab, I suppose. It was a conversation he had had in the past, and when he reached that point... Uh, on his estate, he just like went into a, a trance almost and, and repeated the conversation. The point that you were to take from that was that on the night of Erasmus's abduction, it sounded a whole lot like Aslan Rex helped Van Richten. Van Richten had always assumed that maybe the gods granted him the power to kill all those Corvera tribe members. Sounds a lot like Aslan Rex actually had a big hand to play in it from the beginning. That yeah. it was all like that, that taking Van Richten out of the picture was a very, very long, drawn out plan. Eight dimensional chess. Yeah, there it is. Episode 113. Here it is. <laughs> Do do we remember anything else? Well, I know with uh, the thinker that mm. was oh yeah a similar apparatus that that also didn't work uh, didn't, didn't kill everybody. Hey, yeah, yeah, small victories just chopped off all of the limbs of a Vistani man. Yeah, it's you know. fine. You can make lemonade. Uh, <laughs> and but yeah, that didn't work, so they used it. Um. Yeah, just to like send a mind out of the mist, but it couldn't send everything out. So it half worked. Yeah, the apparatus in, in at the top of the Black Tower, the the device that kind of woke up Lenara's uh, magical powers. Yeah, that was a, a repurposed failed apparatus. If she just would have went from home from the bar that night and not stayed there, gosh, she'd still be alive today. Well. Right. Golly gee willikers. Gosh. Oh, man, that almost Just the rest think. of us would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that almost makes you think, like, are we going to see another, you know, quadriplegic Vistani in a giant golden globe somewhere here in, in Mordant? But, I mean, maybe. Like, all of the apparatus, and by that I mean both of the apparatus that we've heard of, seem to be very different. So I feel like, like, all, I don't know, just my, my gut reaction is it feels like any Dark Lord attempt or attempts have all been i feel like they would all be unique because if one thing was tried and it failed like if i was like an evil overlord i would be like oh destroy all of that we'll try again i'll kill more of my minions to do a whole other thing i'm immortal i have all the power in the universe of course i'm going to try 85 different methods he probably has like 17 different plans leading to the hour of ascension to begin with that is a pretty good assumption why would you recreate something that failed right so they probably it's, it's a good assumption to assume that with each apparatus that gets made it's like okay well let's take take what we know about the last one and what if we you know put this wire over here instead now what happens and then you try that and very the incredibles yeah absolutely yeah. It's, like making the perfect, the perfect quadriplegic Vistani. <laughs> Meat is weak. With wheels. <laughs>
Ooh, edit that out. Um, so, so yeah, I guess uh, I think that's all. Like, that like we I think know, we hit all yeah. the points. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm now that we have that all in our brain, I want to know has Gilbert Godfroy <laughs> bent the knee. Has he? Oh, that, another good, Ooh, another yeah. good uh, point is that does the he? the reason that that uh, Doctor Heinfroth in the very beginning was, was in the plan is because he's essentially bent the knee to Aslan Rex. He's one of those dark lords with faith that Aslan Rex is going to pull this off, and so in the end. The remaining Dark Lords are, it's going to be bend the knee or get destroyed forever. And so a lot of them, or at least Heinfroth, you know, for sure bent the knee. It's a great question. I wonder where Godfroy stands with that. It could also be evidence for us to, you know, again, have some kind of leverage in a conversation. Because I'm positive with our interaction with the Van Richten that we have some kind of inadvertent or lateral sway with with Aslan Rex that we can be like hey listen if you don't listen to us Aslan Rex is gonna find you so go fuck yourself you know what I mean I mean not gonna lie um it's probably because you mentioned Full Metal Alchemist but uh he's a dark lord of a tortured domain play to his greed man if he hasn't bent the knee and he's looking for a way out if he hasn't bent the knee that means he doesn't believe in Aslan Rex but if we are if we give him like that little brain worm of but Aslan Rex is onto something, what if that was your idea? What if you were the one who had control of the hour of ascension? You just need to give us get us on your payroll to stop him from doing it so you can. Oh, oh it is I'm, I'm getting this. pretty, pretty juicy. So you all sit around in here in this fancy study in the home of Alice Weathermay, sipping on some tea and... What's in this tea? I'm making so many nefarious plans. Like going over all your notes, everyone coming together to uh, kind of catch Troubadour and Killian up with uh, any plot holes that they might have uh, had going on in their heads. Yeah, buckle up. This is going to take about 120 hours. <laughs> but it sounds like you guys have quite a few uh, good notes taken. I'm now very, very confident, and maybe your, your characters and hopefully players here are starting to realize that maybe Alice Weathermay was right you guys do have a lot of knowledge and maybe you do already possess what you need for a little diplomacy with a dark lord (laughs) oh man we'll find out and we'll find out if if lustra can hold himself back from just Burning everything to the ground. Major first blood. Major first blood. <laughs> Maybe that forest fire is actually going to happen. <laughs> this could be the domain. We'll find out next week. Hell yeah, oh, we will. Man. Hashtag Weathermay did nothing wrong. <laughs> Weathermay Foxgrove. <laughs>